Chapter 8 of Fairy Tales from Gold Lands. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Carmen Fulmer, West Virginia. Fairy Tales from Gold Lands by May Wentworth. Juanetta, or the Treasure of the Lake of the Tulies. A great many years ago, before the discovery of the wonderful gold mines of California, there lived in Los Angelos an old Spanish family of pure Castilian blood. Don Carlos de Estrada was very rich. Far as the eye could reach, his broad acres were spread out to his admiring view, and his flocks and herds almost literally fell upon a thousand hills. His house was large and commodious, built after the spanish fashion an adobe house surrounded on all sides by a wide piazza and in the center an open courtyard the windows were guarded by latticed bars of iron and all the gates and doors were opened by massive keys bolts and bars belong as much to a spanish house as light elegancies to the hotel of a parisian when don carlos left the banks of the guadalcavir for the wild lake of the tulies he brought with him a beautiful young wife who loved him with all the passionate ardor of a spanish woman it was a great change for the dainty lady from the stately halls of castellated spain to the wilderness of los angelos although it was a wilderness of sweets and the most enchanting climate in the world Though the Don was a thoroughbred aristocrat, he was a shrewd businessman, and so intent was he on becoming a great lord of the soil in the new country that he did not notice the roses fading from the olive cheeks of his wife and the soft, mellow light of the woman's eye giving place to the more ethereal brightness of spiritual fire. Spanish women seldom work, but in their hours of apparent listlessness, they indulge in wild and ardent imaginings and thus she would sit on the vine-clad piazza of the inner court looking up to the clear sky unrivalled even in italy until she would almost fancy from the heavens above she heard the rippling of the blue waters of the guadalquivir there was one great hunger of her heart the dawn seldom satisfied she was his wife and beautiful as such he loved her but he never lavished the thousand little endearments upon her that is the natural food of woman's heart as the evening drew near she would go to the barred window and look out upon the luxurious landscape thinking only of the coming of her lord and when she saw him she would go timidly out to meet him and hold her beautiful oval face up for a kiss longing for him to throw his arms around her and if only for a moment hold her to his heart he would kiss her lightly saying coldly there that will do be a woman now not a baby then she would call up a quiet dignity until she could steal for a few moments away unobserved and press her hands tightly upon her heart saying if only he would love me if he would only love me i could live away from home away from spain from everything for him i must learn to be a woman and then at least he'll respect me 
oh dear i wish he didn't think it's so foolish in me to want to be loved but i must go to him i'll try and talk like a woman but i don't know anything about the business that occupies his thoughts and time he never tells me anything because he thinks i'm such a baby if he'd only love me and let me be a baby sometimes i think i'd be more of a woman then the young wife would try to call up from her weakness new strength and wiping away the traces of her emotion would go out to be what pleased her lord only a little paler but with heartstrings quivering like an aeolian harp in a cold north wind one year passed in this strange new country and a beautiful babe was born to the ancient house of destrada but the mother died and was buried by the clear lake of the tulis don carlos wept for his beautiful young wife his heart had been a sealed book love the secret of happiness written for him in an unknown tongue his days of mourning were few the rain fell upon the new-made grave as he gave the infant in charge of an indian nurse who had just lost her own little baby the savage mother took the child to her bosom while the polished father turned away and looked out upon the green hills rich in verdure counting the probable increase of his flocks and herds in the coming year and in the pleasant prospect forgot his sorrow the little juanetta grew to be a beautiful healthy child under the care of her indulgent nurse she knew where all the wild flowers grew could shoot an arrow very well or climb a tree and in many of the curious arts of the tribe was quite skillful she was well versed in all the indian traditions and believed them with childish credulity she seemed to have drawn the wildness of the indian nature from the dusky bosom of her nurse and with her little bow and arrow would roam the woods for whole days at times her father would ask the nurse how is Juanetta?" and at the reply the child is well he would forget that every day she was growing less and less an infant and needed more and more a mother's care thus things went on until she was eleven years old she was very tall of her age with her long black hair hanging over her graceful shoulders her rich olive complexion deepened by the glowing sun and her dark eyes fawn-like in their softness and timidity she looked like a beautiful child of the wild wood her father would look at her and say the girl is a perfect savage she must be placed at the convent the sisters would soon make a lady of her for the destrada blood is rich in her veins and then he would smile proudly at her rare beauty the summer following brought a change to don carlos till then he had been prosperous but there had been no rain and the grass withered and dried up until the famished cattle died by thousands and the hills once covered with animal life were left bare and desolate don carlos who lost heavily became more than ever absorbed in business cares and again the child was forgotten juanetta saw that her father was greatly troubled and she thought if she could only find some of the treasures hidden so many years ago by the great chief of the tulis she could make him rich again 
and he would smile upon her as he sometimes used to before the cattle died. Since then, his dark, frowning face had frightened her. She had often listened to her old nurse, sitting by the clear lake, as she told her how, years ago, a great ship came to Los Angeles filled with fair men, with long flowing beards, golden in the sunshine, and eyes like the blue summer sky, and how there was one among them, taller and nobler than all the rest, who was their chief. For days they rode about the country making their camp by the lake of the Tulis, and tradition said they brought beautiful shining stones that glistened like the stars of night and great sacks of yellow gold to the lake and buried them there at midnight then went away in the great ship over the water they were seen by an old indian woman who was gathering magic herbs but from that moment it seemed as though a fearful spell had fallen upon her for when she tried to tell the story just as she was about to speak of the place where the treasure was hidden her tongue would cleave to the roof of her mouth and she could not utter a word and when she attempted to go to the spot where it was buried her feet would fasten themselves to the ground and she could not move from that night she seemed bewitched and she soon died taking the secret of the buried treasure with her to the unknown spirit land Juanetta had nothing to do but listen to the wild Indian lore, and roam through the woods and down by the Lake of the Tulis. And it was not strange that with her poetic temperament she reveled in the marvelous, till it seemed to her the natural and the real. She longed for the magic talisman to point her to the hidden treasure, and show her the wonders of the deep, until she felt sure that one day she should discover it. She told all these fancies to her nurse, who was almost her only companion, and who encouraged her, believing her, in her fond love, to be one of the great spirit's chosen children. The winter came on with rare beauty. The rain so long withheld fell copiously, until the hills were covered with luxurious verdure and gorgeous flowers. Don Carlos's heart grew lighter. He might hope to recover his losses in time. The orange orchard was laden with fruit, and the lemons fell to the ground from the bending trees. Juanetta loved the green grass, the fragrant flowers, and the golden fruit, and her wild nature expanded into the poetry of the year. One morning she rose with the crimson dawning, and stealing away while her old nurse slept, she ran softly to the lake of the Tulis and bathed her face in the clear water till the brightness of youth and morning seemed united in her radiant beauty. Suddenly Juanetta stopped, her tiny hand dripping with water, half raised to her glowing face, and her soft, dark eyes sparkling with strange excitement. Upon the brow of the distant hill, still covered with the mist of the morning, she saw the chief of the Lake of the Tulis. She knew it was him, by the soft purple light that gathered around him, by the glow of perpetual youth that enveloped him, and by the crimson clouds that dropped their fleece so near, 
and yet could not conceal his noble bearing to her eye there seemed a shining glory about his bronze beard and his brow and cheeks glowing in the early sunlight were fairer than any she had ever seen among the dusky indian tribes or olive spaniards down the hill he came a light straw hat in his hand and the air playing with the light waves of his abundant hair on he came to the lake and to the spot where the little maiden sat full of wonder and admiration he too seemed a little surprised when he saw her but in the soft spanish tongue bade her good morning and asked whose little girl she was and what had brought her so early to the charmed lake i am don carlos daughter juaneta said the child and you the chief of the lake of the tulis a smile gathered around the lips of the chief and filled his blue eyes with a light so pleasant that the child drew near him and placed her little brown hand confidingly in his he drew her to him saying kindly you know me then i am the chief of the lake of the tulis and what can i do for the little juaneta tell me said the child of all the wonderful treasures hidden by the lake and of the palaces of the sea and the coral groves under the great waters the chief led her to a rock that overhung the lake and told her to look over into the waters and she saw them clear and sparkling in the morning sun and it seemed as though the light of a thousand brilliance was stealing through the shining waves he told her of glittering diamonds beneath the sea richer far than all the hills and valleys of los angelos covered with flocks and herds and how the coral trees outshone the trees of earth in beauty and of the crystal palaces of the deep and of the maidens of the sea whose purple hair like seaweed sometimes floated above the waves juanetta told him she had often found locks of their silken hair upon the beach and how beautiful it was he told her of the sounding shells and ocean harps breathing their rich deep-toned melody and the thousand mysteries of the wild sea-lore till the delighted juanetta begged him to take her with him down down to the crystal caves and let her become a sea-maiden and gather pearls under the blue waters of the deep but he replied you are a child of the woods not of the wave you may become an immortal spirit in the sky but never in the deep deep sea tears gathered in her eyes and she said you are cruel to juanetta chief of the lake of the tulis you of all your wealth of beauty will grant juanetta nothing juanetta must live alone in the woods and fields with only the old nurse and the father who always forgets her he soothed the little maiden gently and told her he would grant her greater treasures than those of the deep if she would obey him and she kissed his hand and promised then he took from his bosom a talisman and gave it to her saying juanetta this cross will guard you from evil spirits when you are troubled or angry take it from your bosom and ask the great father above to bless you and to help you do this earnestly five minutes and the evil spirits will leave you and juanetta kissed the cross and promised 
I have yet another talisman, he continued, and very powerful. It opens a new world of delight and beauty to those who are willing to give their time, care, and diligent attention to the study of it. Would you like it, Juanetta? You could no longer wander all day through the woods hunting wildflowers or dream away your life by the Lake of the Tulis. Could you give up the wild pleasures of your present life for the gifts of the talisman I have promised? Juanetta's face was glowing with wonder and delight. She longed to enter the unknown promised land. I will do anything. I will give up anything you tell me, she cried with enthusiasm. She was enchanted with the unseen gifts that left so much to her fervid imagination to picture, and she was delighted with the giver, the handsome young chief of the Lake of the Tulis, whose pleasant smile and pleasing words made morning's golden sunshine in her heart. But won't you show me where the treasure of the Lake of the Tulis lies hidden? She said blushingly. All those rare gems, crimson, purple, golden, and diamonds sparkling like the morning dew. What can be more beautiful than these? All her life Juanetta had heard of the matchless luster of these hidden jewels, and now to be so near them, with the chief of the Lake of the Tulis by her side, she felt that her daydreams of beauty might, with one word of his, or a touch of his magic wand, be realized. Do not ask for too much in one morning, Juanetta, he replied, laughing. Now, for talisman number two. And he took a book from his pocket, and until the sun had risen high in the heavens, they sat bending over it together with mutual pleasure. Then the chief of the Lake of the Tulis arose, taking her little bronzed hand in his, saying, I must go, my little Juanetta. Keep the talisman and study it well. The new morning is dawning for you now. What a queen of light twill make you. And he passed his hand over the thick waves of tangled hair that fell in long masses over the shoulders of the beautiful child. Tears gathered in the dark eyes of the maiden. Are you going now, chief of the Lake of the Tulis? She said sadly. Going to the crystal palaces of the sea? And shall you take the treasure of the lake with you? Take the talisman. I can do nothing without you. Here alone. Only the old nurse and the father who never thinks. Never thinks of Juanetta. And you too will forget Juanetta. No, no, Juanetta. I will not forget you, but will come again tomorrow. I will not go to the sea since you cannot go, but will stay and teach you the use of the talisman, and the treasure of the lake shall rest till we can find it together. So now, goodbye today. And then they parted, and Juanetta was very happy in the light of the new dawning. All day long she studied, and many successive days, and the chief of the Lake of the Tulis always came, either at morning or at evening, to hear her lesson. Sometimes she would ask him about the hidden treasure as they walked by the lake. He would smile and say, I have found a treasure by the lake of the Tulis richer than all the gems of the ocean. 
and when Juanetta begged him to show it to her, he would tell her to look into the water, but she could see only the reflection of her own sweet face, full of wondering happiness. Then he would laugh again and say he could not tell her now of his treasure by the Lake of the Tulies, but he would describe the rich gold mine he had discovered in the canyon, and tell her there was gold enough in it almost to fill up the lake. Thus weeks and months passed by. Juanetta was twelve years old. She had improved rapidly in her studies, and had learned to call her young teacher by another name, not so long or high-sounding, but very pleasant to them both, and often they would laugh at their first strange meeting by the charmed lake of the Tulies. At last her father was aroused to the sense of her increasing beauty. He saw that the years of childhood were fast passing away, and that she stood upon the threshold of dawning womanhood. He was greatly surprised, and delighted to find her proficient in studies of which he supposed she knew nothing, and he made all possible haste to have her placed at a convent, where she could enjoy every advantage of culture and refinement. The young stranger who had been her teacher became a great favorite of Don Carlos. He was engaged in developing a mine in the San Francisco Canyon, in which he succeeded in amassing great wealth, though in after years the mine failed to yield its store of golden treasure. Four years passed away, and Juanetta returned to her father's house, an accomplished and beautiful lady. Again by the Lake of the Tulies, she met the chief of her childhood's dreams, and there together they found the treasure greater than all the wealth of land or sea, the pure and earnest love of their youthful hearts. They were married, and Don Carlos' heart swelled proudly as he thought of the great wealth their union had brought into his family, while they blessed God for the lifelong treasure he had given them by the charmed Lake of the Tulies. End of chapter 8 Recording by Carmen Fulmer West Virginia